The Frozen North, episode 24, our top five games we bought on a whim. Hello and welcome to the Frozen North, episode 24. 2-4. We still don't have a new theme song. Two for what? As you can tell. Two for what? I'm waiting for you to tell me what. Your jokes are awesome. Thank That's you. why I'm laughing. Wait. Because ah. they're funny. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I'm amused. Thanks, Mark, Mark. Mark is amused and that's all that matters, I think. Oh, man. Here we are. We're Here. back again. Here we is. Another week. Yeah. Been two weeks for us, one week for everybody else. We got a website uh, coming. Oh. Woo! I'm excited. It, the website. Yeah, man. It is neat. You asked, and we are going to. Who asked? I did. Somebody wanted a forum. So That's true. One person did mm-hmm. ask for a forum. Uh, so, you know, there's, there is going to be a forum. A forum. And there's pictures of us. And yes. I will be trolling that forum and rebut McIntyreing all. But you have to follow oh, the rules. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, uh, no, actually, no. But I'll rebut McIntyre all, all day. Oh, boy. Welcome to the Frozen North. My name is JJ, and uh, we are a podcast dedicated to story-focused video games. We love games. Love talking about them. That's what we're here to do. I'm joined by my two buddies, my partners in crime. First up, we got Mark. Howdy, y'all. As you heard, my name is Mark. It is. <laughs> Glad we got that cleared up. And also, Brian. Hey, guys, what's happening? Uh, how are my peeps out there doing, yo? I oh. Will. Brian oh. giving the old shout-out to his peeps. My peeps. You know, that's that's always My or peep. My I've one. never been a fan of peeps. Yeah, they're Me not either, very good. To be they're honest. too fluffy. Yeah. Well, they are marshmallow. <laughs> that's. I'm just saying. I mean. Are, are they you know. not fluffy? Actually, this discussion is very apropos, given what day it is. Yeah, coming up to I don't get it. What? What day is it? What day is it? Oh, am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> is it you Easter? Tell me. What day do you think it is? No, it's not Easter, Easter today. Easter is on it is Sunday, It's not Easter sir. today. Oh, it's almost Easter. You know how they call it Easter Sunday? Yeah, today's Friday, so. Today, well, people, some people I know. Today, <laughs> the Friday. I work early because of Easter. Uh-huh. The, so that's why I, I thought. Mark. But there, the, today is a day. It is called Good Friday. It's Good Friday, so. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm having a good Friday. How about you guys? I'm having a good Friday. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, Xeno Gears. Guys, I have been plowing through that. Uh, long, long game. Um, that's really about it. You got a uh, ways to go still, too. I know. I, I'm talking to JJ today. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm at this point. And he goes, that's it. And I. I did not want to hear that because I think I'm at. <laughs> I think I'm at like 44 hours. Could be more. So Ooh, yeah, it's a long game. Yeah, it's it, but it's very good. Like I haven't felt bored of it at all. So that's a that's a good thing. It's a great game. I've got gripes for sure, but man, it's there's plenty. Yeah, yeah. but uh, man, what a what a f- interesting game. That's a yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's very. It just makes you think. Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot. Mark, what about you? I played a little bit of Goat Simulator over the. <laughs> I've watched videos break. of that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's not really. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> you play it once, and there's not really reason to play it again. But 
it was fun. And got into Planescape Torment a little bit. And mixed feelings about that, but I think I will really like it once I get through it. Very cool. I have been just going headfirst into uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. It's been a gradual experience, but honestly, right now, like I'm, I'm, I'm literally on the cusp of beating it. I'm at the very, very end. I've, I've, like learned just about everything, and I know what's going on. I know why I'm, you know, doing everything. And best game on the Wii. I mean, that's you know, we'll, we're going to do a, a, a review on it a few episodes from now. But best game on the Wii for me, definitely. Hmm. It's awesome. And, and you, really Skyward have Sword. You, uh, I haven't played through skyward sword yet what about last so. story i've heard that one's pretty good last story is very good but it's very short ah. as well this one honestly it, i mean I, I i all my gripes that i had about it i still have but at the same time like they they seem to alleviate most of those over time they're less noisy now yeah the uh the the first like i said last time the first 15 hours are just brutal it's so slow moving and I mean, we'll get into the details later on, but it, overall, I, I absolutely love it. Good. I can't wait so, to start playing it. And I played a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen again. Hop back on that. So, good times. Nice. Like I said, uh, we got we got an e- uh, uh, website coming pretty soon. That's right. Mark, been... what's the uh, what's the word on that? How are we doing? It's uh, it's a website now. We'll have it up by the time you're listening to this. There might be some bugs we're working out because I'm kind of learning this as I go, but it's an improvement over just having a Facebook account and Blogspot. I think the main thing we really want at this point is a forum, anyways. Yeah, that way, any of you listeners out there who uh, aren't big on the the Facebook or the Twits or you know the social media stuff, you can just you can still come and you know BS with other people about games. Yep, yep. get so. re- get rebut McIntyre by yours truly. But just, I mean, we're we're gonna have the website up soon. But just keep in mind, it's definitely still a work in progress. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll we're gonna do the best we can and in, into improving it and making it a, a good good hangout spot. And I want to say, none of us here are uh, website designers. Nope. Yep. Mark has basically been teaching himself on the fly. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, and I'm impressed with it, knowing that none of us have knowledge of building websites. Yep. So it's been fun. It's uh, it's quite impressive. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm smiling. You guys are making me blush. <laughs> That's right. He is blushing. All right. Well, I mean, if uh, if you guys, at, in the meantime, since our website is not up, and on the off chance it's not up, you can still email us, and you still will be able to when the website is up. Shoot us an email at uh, frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook at facebook.com slash frozennorth. Uh, Twitter at fnpodcast. And we've got a blog up at frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com. We're on iTunes. Please subscribe to and rate us on there. And, uh, you know, just give us feedback. Talk to us about games. Whatever. Just anything. We uh, we love hearing from people. So, okay. Let's get into some news. Brian? News, guys. News. Um, <clears throat> what is got it? Some, uh, it is spelled news. Capital news. News. Oh. First headline. Deep Silver joins good old games with the release of Risen. Now I've not personally played Risen, but I've been wanting to. Uh it uh it looks very good. And action RPG fans can snag Deep Silver's initial good old games offering on the cheap cheap for the first forty eight hours. 
Um, good old games has sent word that a new partner has joined the ranks of the DRM free revolution. If oh, those of you don't know what DRM is, it's uh, digital rights management and there's a big movement to, you know, get, get rid of it. Uh, and good old, good old games is at the forefront of that. Um, so it's always good when they can get new, uh, partners in there and basically, you know, strip down that whole, it's not mine. It's yours. We're just, you're letting you borrow it mantra. So I'm excited for that. Um, seeing bigger developers join says that uh, maybe this movement's going to start getting some, you know, some steam. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. uh, moving on. Uh, Citizens of Earth, uh, publisher Atlas, has made a name for itself, bringing Japanese games like Persona to North America. But Citizens of Earth puts players in the role of the vice president of the United States. Ooh. Uh, developer Eden... <laughs> Industries ran a Kickstarter for the game last year. The and despite not meeting its funding goal, Atlas saw something it liked and is bringing the game to the 3DS and the Wii U eShops. In the game's Kickstarter pitch, Eden Industries writes, "Citizens of Earth combines the modern setting of humorous tone of Earthbound nice. with the recruitment mechanics of games like Pokemon and Suikoden." I'm sold. Yeah, Where's, I want it now. <laughs> instead, it to me. instead of building a party of fantasy character heroes, as it occurs in most RPGs, the vice president builds a party made up of regular people with normal jobs like teachers, bakers, and used car salesmen. Sounds pretty pretty cool. I want this game. I think I think it's like, I, I mean, the game itself sounds great, but I think it's even cooler and it, it's encouraging to know that like Atlas noticed this on Kickstarter. It yep. was like, yep, <clears throat> you know, we're watching, we're looking to see what other people are putting out, yep. and willing to take these things, you know, under their wing and do what they can to see that these things are getting made. Yeah. I think that's just so cool. It, it's I've actually seen that happen a few times yeah, on Kickstarter. It, it's right. it's like a round. Even of, if you, yeah, even if you uh, don't succeed in ma- ma- <laughs> matching your goal uh, <laughs> in talking, <laughs> meow, talking meow. too, meow, meow. <laughs> am I uh, my Bugs Bunny? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did Bugs Bunny ever say meow meow? Well, one of those characters did. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, even if you don't meet match your goals, yeah, uh, you've still put forth a huge media campaign yeah. to get people looking at your game. And I mean, you've, those numbers are out there for people yeah. to see. It's kind of a roundabout. If you just fall barely short, publishers are going to say, "Hey, people want this." Yeah. Now, and it's not uh, you know don't don't take it the wrong way. There, it doesn't mean that like everything that goes up there that isn't going to pass is going to get noticed. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of work. That goes into it, and I, I think you know we've kind of gathered what we can from all the interviews that Mark has done with a lot of these Kickstarter uh, campaigns. But there really is so much that goes in behind the scenes, and if you don't have your your act together yeah. before you even put it on Kickstarter, you're you're gonna flop. You have to make sure the people that are putting money into this know that it is like there is a legitimate product, you know. And that's that's kind of I'm guessing what Atlas saw, and they were like, right. these people are serious and they want to do this. So, I mean, that's just, it's cool to know that they're watching, but this is not a common occurrence. And, you know, I guarantee these it's guys rare. worked for right. it. Absolutely. So, I'm excited. Yep. It sounds cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next uh, article is something that's near and dear to my heart. I know Mark also is a big fan of this game, but uh, good uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, Ubisoft uh, has been teasing fans about Beyond Good and Evil 2 development. Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been locked in development purgatory for several several years. But that doesn't mean that creator isn't still thinking about the game. Uh, during the re- a recent Raymond Legends livestream, 
and developer QA series creator Michael Ansel gave answers a glimpse viewers a glimpse at a, a series at series protagonist Jade's newest right. design, which is exciting. Uh, basically, the article of this explains that uh, while it was not true that it's in development, it doesn't mean that Ubisoft isn't thinking about it. And yeah. I loved the first this one. Kind of upset me. Yeah, I mean, it's this. I mean, it, it's it, people were upset about Half Life Three not coming out. Yeah, it's been ten and a half years <laughs> since uh, the first Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, and, that and he's a... teased it multiple times that they're working on it, and Either not. nothing. And it, that was a great game, and they. they I don't it know was. why they're did it. Like, I mean, I know, I know the reviews were really well, and I, I even watched Mark play it. I know, you know, a lot of people liked it. Did it do well? No, no. That's why it it's okay. And it's actually because it came out right in between two yeah. other huge Ubisoft games yep. that had better marketing. Really? Correct. It was just the market. That's it was unfortunate. A, it fell into marketing purgatory, unfortunately, Mark. Yep. Okay, uh, the next article is my uh, going to be a bit of an, a Microsoft bashing article. But let me preface <laughs> that by saying that I'm not an Xbox hater. I'm not. Let me explain. So Dragon Age in- Inquisition... Um, there's a big announcement that it will have uh, connect voice commands. <laughs> first of all, if I am forced to buy a connect, like first of all, I will not buy an Xbox one until either they give me the connect for free or they don't, they allow me not to buy it with it. And that's probably not going to happen. So the price needs to come down to the point where I feel like I'm getting that thing for free because I don't want it. And it's obviously not being used for anything other than a very, very expensive microphone. It really upsets me when games are like, it's got great voice commands. It's like, oh, man, you know, could we think of a cheaper way to maybe get voice commands in games? Maybe a mic that costs <laughs> a couple bucks. Yeah. And I see that, and in, in, in they're touting it as, like, some sort of revolutionary thing. Like, oh, you can talk, and the game will listen. Thanks. Yeah, that's not Thank, that's, revolutionary. Why is that? Why? Thank you for putting all those micro transistor Ubions into the connect. Ubions. I'm making up words right now, but when they were... <laughs> You know, tout in the connect. It's got micro transistors that'll read every emotion in your face, and then you can talk to well, it. Well, it might be better in the future when they're able to put more Ubions into the yeah, the uh, Ubions you know, and, so. uh, and the what have yous that are reading my emotions. It's the gotta have this what have yous. You know, getting getting to that so, point where we can put more Ubions. So in I there. put this article in here to, to to drive a point home that I'm paying basically a hundred dollars for a microphone for forty because it comes bundled with Titanfall now. Okay. I apologize. But you can turn your system off and on with your voice. Yes. <laughs> it will recognize my facial patterns and let me talk. And don't forget TV. 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 I, I mean, <laughs> I'm like I said, I'm really not an Xbox hater yet. I'm starting to get to the point where it's like... What's the right price point for you? Free? I, mean, I don't want it. What's the... That, there's cost. no features for it. So I don't... Why do I have to buy something that there's literally nothing... F- I can do voice commands? Awesome. That's a microphone. I don't. I don't think you should. I think you maybe you should reword that. I don't okay. think that would make you hate the Xbox I'm, necessarily. Just how they're presenting it, how they're presenting they're it, yeah, or I hate that they bundled it. You hate the with, connect. I hate that. <laughs> I do. I hate that they bundled it with the system and said you have to buy it, and then, I agree. and then literally have nothing to show for it at all at this point. Like we, there. I don't even know of a game that's in development for using the connects what's, features. What's sad, and I mean the, the system's still selling. Absolutely. What what's sad though is that I think, at least from the people that I've talked to, a lot of them do agree with you. Um, I mean, I do definitely. But instead of listening to that, 
Microsoft is basically just saying like, well, hold on, we got another game coming out that's going to be doing this with the Kinect. And they seem to be just adding more and more and trying to say that more games can use it and stuff, but it's still just more of the same crap. And it's voice command stuff. Like, I don't need to buy a Kinect to do voice commands. I can literally buy a microphone and talk to it. I don't want to do voice commands anyway. Right, but that's what Honestly. What really needs to happen is Microsoft needs to develop the game in-house that actually justifies Kinect. That's exactly... Because nobody else knows what to do with it besides voice commands. Look, Microsoft, and if there is a use for it, find it Ma- and show people. Mark, you're exactly right. Microsoft Gamble was, let's make this thing revolutionary and let's hope third parties want to build for yep. it. Th- but the fact that Microsoft isn't even willing to shell out the money to develop games for the Kinect is a huge red flag to me. Sure. You know, build if you bang the Kinect, make a game for the Kinect. Nope. Maybe the, maybe the new hit. Maybe, yeah, the, maybe, Connected Adventure. Legends, right? Oh, Connect Adventure. There you go. <laughs> hey, and maybe I'll eat my rewards and eat some crow when Halo 5 comes out and it's got some really awesome... I, I doubt it. But, but listen, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I do too. But, it, you know, I'm just saying, until they say, until Microsoft company says, we're, we're going to put a lot of our capital into this mm-hmm. to make this work, why would I buy it? Sure. So that's right. my rant for the day on news. Um, all right, all right. Next one looks great. Yep. Um, moving on, Hearthstone, uh, which is an addicting multiplayer card game. They're actually getting a single-player campaign. Ooh. Um, and this is what's really exciting to me because I love Warcraft lore. Love it to death. It is rich and it is full. And this is kind of a way for casual players to just kind of experience some of it without mm-hmm. having to dive into WoW, which is can consume a lot of time. Um, the first one coming out is going to be a uh, Nexramus-focused uh, um, campaign where you you know fight some of the uh, characters in Noxramus, which is a floating uh, it's a floating uh, necropolis uh, used by the Lich King, um, yep. and so people who don't know will get to kind of experience some of that. Have they explained how it's going to work um, a little bit. Um, from what I read in the article, uh, you're going to be basically the, the the characters you're fighting are going to have like you know you're going to have little. Cut voiceovers, scenes, right. voiceovers. I uh, imagine it's just like how yeah. it is now playing against the computers, but they do it like in a specific order, tack on a little story. There's going to be, yeah, you know. exactly right. Yep. Um, there's going to be like special cards, uh, new hero cards, you know, just yep. something to add to Hearthstone, which is it's exciting to me because, you know, Hearthstone's pretty fun. Uh, this next one's actually, I read this article and I was I was just totally, uh, I actually did a, a, an article on Dragonfin Soup, uh, or uh, we did a... Yeah, you mentioned that Couple, maybe couple, a month or couple, two ago. Yeah, exactly. We'll get some more um, details about it's come out. Uh, video game Kickstarters are all about enabling the developers to create games that might be tough sells for traditional publishers. Uh, case in point is Dragonfin Soup. In fact, a game where you play as a reimagined version of uh, of Red Riding Hood, who is a bounty hunter with a drinking problem. Uh, well, it's his liquor problem, so she's a drunk bounty hunter. Uh, which is hilarious to me. I, uh, developer Grimbros has uh, combined roguelike elements with uh, tactical RPG to create a tale set in a dark, twisted fairy tale world. Dragonfin Soup is set upon the back of giant turtle dragon god Ashura, while players who, uh, will control Red Ro- uh, Red Robin, who is uh, conf- uh, confronts her her dark past. Yum, yum. No, Red Robin. Yum. Okay. Yeah. The, the All right. Chain. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Shut up. Okay, uh, moving on. Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Uh, very excited about this what? one. Yeah, what? What is this gesture you're making? making oh, sorry. A, That's JJ's, not a PG gesture. <laughs> JJ is making a dismissive gesture. Um, so, buoy. Buoy on you. 
sir. Just not, just not a Borderlands guy. It'll probably look and play the exact same as the others. Uh, but it's going to be set on the moon where Ooh. that big station was, the H for So uh, every Hyperion. area is going to be gray instead it's gonna of be tan? Hum- it's going to be hilarious. Listen to this blasphemy. It's a pre-sequel, guys. A pre-sequel. So it's a pre... It's a prequel. It's a prequel? There you go. Okay. It's a prequel. It's coming to PC, PS3, and Xbox 360 uh, this fall. This fall. So it's, it's, it is on its way, guys, and I am muy, muy excited. That's how I feel about that. Wow. That's yep. shipped me on Borderlands. Shocking. Yep. Send your internet hate via uh, the first Everyone podcast. loves Borderlands. What's the... Yeah, I don't... Man. Although this Wait. is kind of like... Uh, it's not the same developer. It's not. It's kind of like, it's kind of like doing the Batman Arkham Origins thing. Where right. They kind of were like, hey, take our baby and make a game. I don't dislike Borderlands, honestly. But I'm, it's not. It's not your kind of game. I don't really we care understand. about a prequel. It's a pre-sequel, not a prequel. What? It says it right here. A pre-sequel. What is a pre- pre-sequel? That's the name of the game. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, will move the action from the surface of Pandora to the planet's satellite. The 2K Australia-led title takes place before Borderlands 2, but after Borderlands 1. It's a pre-sequel. Get it? So it's like Borderlands 1.5? It's a Yeah, it's a sequel to the first game, but a prequel to the second game. Oh, okay. That makes it sound cooler. Oh, basically a handsome Jack story. Can't wait. Gotcha. Well, that actually might be interesting. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to go on some uh, good news and some kudos to Microsoft. Uh, I did bash <laughs> them earlier, but I do like to uh, say that um, I'm not an unfair guy. And they are, and I will put this in uh, definite parentheses. Microsoft is thinking of adding Xbox 360 emulation to the Xbox One. They're not doing it yet, but they're contemplating it, which would be a very smart thing to do if they went ahead and yeah. decided to do this. Um, Definitely. There's some challenges, obviously. Well, and the biggest challenge for Microsoft is it's going to cost money. Right. And we all know that they're not about that. And the Xbox 360 was, I think, PowerPC-based? Yes, And this it is was. x86? Yep. And I know how they could save money. Stop developing the Connect. <laughs> You bring up a very valid point, JJ. Oh, that's making the money. I would just people are forced to buy it. That's true. I would much rather have backwards compatibility than the a Connect. Connect. Yeah, yep. and, and, and and it was a shame when we learned the new gen consoles will lack backwards compatibility. I think we all knew it was coming, but sure, yeah, it it makes it tough a tough decision whether to keep or sell old consoles and games when transitioning to new consoles. We all know that for the Xbox One, that may change as Microsoft confirms that Xbox 360 emulation for the new consoles. Now, Mark brought up this really really good point when i was talking about the uh playstation's um playstation now network he's like you know microsoft's gonna follow suit and this appears to be their basically copycat uh yep. maneuver they're good at that why yep. wouldn't they well and, and I mean, mark was absolutely right that was a brilliant idea um i don't know if microsoft's actually gonna do streaming i think they're actually trying to figure out a way to actually get the hardware which going. is weird to uh because so they whole... buy the game for real instead of streaming it and paying for a no, I know, but yeah. their whole their whole spiel before about wanting to do everything online, anyways. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, either way. I mean, they say emulation, so it could go. It could honestly go either way. It could be like cloud emulation. But... Even if even if it is something physical that you have to buy or something or like an adapter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I think it's a good idea, and I think they should do it. I, I absolutely agree. So uh, it's a smart way to go. But uh, that's your news, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. Mm. I certainly did. <laughs> that's uh, my new sign off. Did you like it? Just, mm. Yeah, no, I hope you guys liked it. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I, I want to, uh, just because this is, we're, we're getting down to the wire, 
I want to plug a couple of things. Um, first up, the uh, I know we talked about the past couple episodes, but the Speed Gamers are doing their indie game marathon April 25th. So TSG.TV, go check them out and uh, donate to a great cause. Watch some great video games and listen to some awesome commentary. So I know I'll be watching for sure. Um, and also the uh, Suikoden Revival Movement. Uh, they're doing their event on April 23rd. We talked about them a little bit. Oh, yeah. This is the the Twitter event. Where this is the one I insist everyone does. Absolutely. If you don't, I'm going to send you all hate mail. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just check them out on Twitter at Suikoden Revival, or you can go to their Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Suikoden Revival, and the, all the details are there, but literally all, it's just go to their Twitter, and you just blast the people on the list that they have there with, bring us more Suikoden. Yep. So, I think it's cool. I think it might have some sort of a positive impact. Oh, is this... Well, wait. It's got to. This yeah. is the movement where we try to reduce the number of characters? Inaccurate. <laughs> that is not what it Ryan? is. I'm no, just it's, kidding. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> you know, I just razz Mark. Unbelievable. No, it does look exciting, and i got to learn Twitter. <laughs> At the very There's least. There's nothing to learn. You just... It's, At the uh, very least, give Europe... The first Suikoden game on PSN. Yeah. Come on, guys. True enough. Yeah, definitely. That way they can. I. You know what? If that's if they got that, if they were able to buy it and play it, I guarantee you there would be. I mean, there's a whole market over there of people who would be like, yep. "Oh my gosh, this is what we've been missing. I want the rest of these games." Yep, it'd be awesome. Anyways, uh, top five. Moving on to our top five. Top All right. Five. Here we I go. like this one. I like I like this putting this a, one together. And they'll all, each have stories to them, which is which is nice. That's Definitely. why I that's why I like this one. Oh, you got leaflets for the news also. Brian's got little tiny tiny printouts. <laughs> says, the, says the guy who writes paragraphs for everything. I have the vision of oh. a, <laughs> I have the vision of an eagle. <laughs> what? Because that's really small. What, everybody what knows, font size is that? Everybody knows eagles carry pamphlets. But this really small small it's really small the, print. The bald eagle sometimes carries uh, the Constitution <laughs> in a in a in a talons. in a rosary in, in a, a rosary. Mm-hmm. Is it a rosary or is it the little like? What is happening right now? I don't even <laughs> the wha- symbol of the United Top States. Top five games we bought on a whim. Whim. Oh man, these are games that we uh, knew next to nothing about before. We just basically, uh, you know, saw them and we were just like, you know what? I want to get it. It's awesome. For one reason or another. I'll start us off. Starter. My number five game that I bought on a whim is Wild Arms. And as you two can see, <laughs> he has nothing like visual aids on an audio podcast. He has every single one of them stacked on a table right now. I have all four of them sitting right in front of me. Just because I can, I can look at the box art and I can reminisce. Uh, Wild Arms is my number five. I, I honestly, like if you, I don't know, I highly doubt many of you have it still. But if you look at the uh, the back of the PlayStation One box, there's an, actually a screenshot of Wild Arms, uh, and uh, you know among a bunch of other games. I think it was a launch title. I was you know coming off the Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo RPGs, um, and I mean Nintendo sixty four didn't have much, but once I got into RPGs and I saw this on the back of the box, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a shot. What the heck? Went out, picked it up. I mean that's all there is to it. I loved it ever since. Bought every single Wild Arms game since. So, my number five, Wild Arms. Nice. Nice. James Pinsbro, give me a Coke. Go, go get me a Coke. Do you want a Coke? 
Yeah, go get me a Coke now. I'm just going to go ahead with my number five. That's a good call. That's like a Coke. Uh, my okay. number five is the original Max Payne. Hey. Good game, right? How did you not it's, know about it? They advertised the crap out of it. Uh, this is probably middle school for me. 1995? You know, I, I was just starting to get into PC gaming. Had my first PC, or gaming PC, I should say. And a friend of mine in school says, you should check out this game, Max Payne. It's like playing the Matrix, which it is not. No, it's not. Yeah, that I, was a you lie. said that earlier, and I was like, I don't really... Like, it is okay. nothing like playing the Matrix until you install the Kung Fu mod. <laughs> you download the Kung did you, Fu mod. Did you say it of course. when you did it, too? Of course I did. Okay, just making sure. I downloaded the Kung Fu mod, and you've already got you know bullet time built into it. Mm-hmm. So you can slow down bullet time, dive, start chopping people and disarming them. It's pretty cool. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. It's a pretty cool game. And the story on its own is also awesome. Mm-hmm. Had a great, like, sarcastic noir feel to it. The noir feel was great. Definitely. Very All good. right. Mark's number five, Max Payne. Brian, I am shocked at your number five. Let me, like I said, all mine come with a little bit of a, a, a mini story. Um, Tomb Raider, and I'm not talking about the old Tomb Raider. I'm talking about the brand new one they came out with, the remake that Square, uh, Square Enix did. Um I'd never played the... Okay, I'll take that back. I played the first Tomb Raider, and I thought it was an absolute dumpster fire. I played it back when it came out. It really? Ter- I hated it. Oh, man. The dogs would always kill me. It was The controls were terrible, <laughs> even back then. And, and it was just, like, bland, because you'd be running in and be like, oh, it's a big, giant room with nothing in it. You know, and I hated it. So I kind of just shoved that whole series. I know a lot of people... I have the series now on, on Steam, and I, I plan on replaying them and seeing what I missed. Oh, but, add that to the list. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, but, but... I, so... I didn't know. Maybe I, I think I vaguely knew that they were like doing something with Tomb Raider or re- remastering it or whatever. I didn't know they were remaking it. And then, boom, a Steam sale comes up one day, and there's Tomb Raider with this like really you know gorgeous looking chick with great graphics. And I'm like, and it was oh, and it was she does have some really nice graphics. Yeah, and it was it was five bucks. So of course, Steam sales. <laughs> I Steam sales are it's almost criminal if you pass up a game for five bucks. You're just like, well, you have to buy it. So I bought yes. it and and uh, played it, and it was it was phenomenal. So. Tomb Raider. I the you two, didn't like the originals, man. I, I didn't. Them. I hated. I played it. I played it right when it came out, and I just the dogs would kill me because the turning was really weird. You'd like <laughs> turn and <laughs> and then like oh no the dogs and then you like jump into oh, the water that part and then the swimming was just terrible and oh oh man yeah <laughs> fun 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 fact uh, Brian actually gave me a copy of the newest Tomb Raider mm-hmm. in exchange for Master Chief's head. Yes, he. Mar- <laughs> that's, no context. That's it's actually, true, actually. Like, there's no. Yeah, he's not lying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so Brian's number five, Tomb Raider, the new one, the new one. Yeah. My number four is the Legend of Dragoon. I I had this like thing. I don't I don't do it as much now because now we have the internet and I look at reviews and everything. So I pretty much know almost always what I'm going to buy in advance. Uh, but back like. Uh, Back during this time, I, I about the old, the closest thing I had, I had Game Pro and I had Nintendo Power, and that was it. And even then, like, it was still like the big name titles that I would stick to. Like, if a new Final Fantasy game came out, I was all over it, and that kind of stuff. But Legend of Dragoon, I remember going in there just you know for no reason because I would go in and I would just look for for a new RPG or something to buy, and I remember seeing the big old cardboard cutout of Dart, the main character. Just smack dab right in the middle of the uh, that in art the, was in the store, sweet. and I was like, "That guy has a cool sword, sweet." And uh, <laughs> he's he's and got I the cool like, sword. I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I wonder if that's an RPG. So I kind of went over and I looked at the uh, the box art and everything, and that I mean, 
holding it right now and just looking at the back of it i mean still yeah it looks it looks totally. pretty cool i really i feel sorry for anyone who can't see the back of that because it's beautiful take a look mark thank you you can see it now Oh man <laughs> look at that there's a there's a dragon on there it's awesome and honestly, like the box art just drew me to it, and I tried it. And we'll uh, have some exclusive twit pics of the back of this box. We can do <laughs> on that. Twitter, we can do that. But it's it, it really is a great game, and it's on PSN now, right? Yes, I it is. So. Yeah. Yep. So it's been on there for a while, actually. I think. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Legend of Dragoon, it's a, it's a. I don't know if I call it a hidden gem, but I don't think it gets as much attention as it deserves. Sure. So uh, it's my number four, Legend of Dragoon. Very good choice. All right. My number four is Shadow Complex. How complex is it, though, really? It's a shadow. It's fairly complex. (laughs) This is JJ's favorite kind of game. It's sort of a Metroidvania. Yeah. So, boy, doesn't that excite you? Did you you get this? I don't don't dislike Metroidvania. Mm. You guys say that all the time. Brian says it all the time. He does. I'm not a fan of, like, new side-scrolling games. Okay. I think it's lazy. Lazy well, design. Okay, so this was a Steam sale. It was an Xbox oh, no. uh, Live marketplace game, and this is you know I'm working at a electronic store at the time, and this weird thing happened with uh, Blockbuster going out of business. <laughs> we ended up buying all of their Xbox Live points for the store, and I got them at the employee price, which was like a fourth of what they should cost. Oh wow! So. I went on to Xbox Live and found my first arcade game, my first DLC on the Xbox 360, which was Shadow Complex. Only thing I knew about it was that it was designed by the same people who made Advent Rising, the original Xbox. Oh, God, that was such a good game. It was such a flawed game. But it was but it such, had such a, a good, good vision. story. Yeah. yeah. So I knew the developer and picked it up, and it I'm turned out to be have... great. I'm not going to lie to you, Mark. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to play Shadow, Shadow Complex now. Go and pick it up. Yeah. Go and pick it up. <laughs> so that's Mark's number four, Shadow Complex. Brian, what's your number four? My number four is Mech Warrior. 1995, I believe, is when uh, this game came out. If you guys don't know something about me, I love mechs. Who made it? Uh, Activision. Did they? I believe so. I'll only remember The only reason I remember that is I can picture the box. On my head, or in my head. I remember seeing it come out. I, I got one of the spinoffs later on, eventually. Uh, this was the original Activision. had the picture of that mech on the front with the fire in the background, Activision symbol. Um, it was Activision, right, Mark? FASA Corporation. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> That's all I got. There's Not an A in there. Okay. I mean, you know. Um, I thought it was Activision, but like I said, this was in I'm sure there's an incorporated at the end. If you guys don't, and if you guys don't know... <laughs> I'm a huge mech fan. Any game with mechs, I'm playing Xenogears right now. Um, I love it. You know, uh, I think Mech Warrior. You were right. It was published by Activision. Uh, I knew it had Activision and on the box. The, the developer of that particular one was Dynamix. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, you're not crazy. That, but that's that game is what fostered my love for mechs. Um, I, I I looked at like some old videos of it. It is rough to look at, but man, when you're in the power. There was different sizes, and you just, you're in this field, and you're just in this powerful mech, and just fond memories. I think I, I actually don't remember uh, where I got it from. I think my dad took us to Comp USA one day, and I saw it, and Dad, can I get it? And sure, got it. Comp USA, that dates me right there. Good old Comp USA. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. Mech Warrior is my number four. All right. Number three for me is Lunar. Silver Star Story. I never had the chance to play the the original on, uh, what was it, Saturn? Saturn Dreamcast, one of those two. And I, you know, because I never owned the system, but I had heard the name before and never even thought twice about it. Then I saw the box in uh, in GameStop. Wait, I don't even know what it was at the time. EB Funko Games Land or, or Funko EB Land or something. Yeah. One of those two. The game store nearby. Yeah. And I mean, this is an, again another one of those trips that I took up there where I was just like, I want to get a game. Not sure what I want to get. And I'm in there and I'm looking around and I see this box up there. And I mean. You guys are looking at it right it's now. It's a beautiful you, box. If you go look at this thing online, like it literally, working designs is just well, they were amazing with the stuff that they put out because all the collectibles and little little trinkets and stuff that they put in there was just so cool. And I mean that alone got me curious about it. But then I looked at you know the art style and that it was just very anime looking, it's beautiful. And uh, I played it, and it's just it's just a neat little adventure. And it really defines like just classic role playing, where you are just you know you're just a guy trying to save the world, yep. and that's it. And it's just a very very enjoyable game, and I, I still you know I I'd love to go back to it again someday because I really really enjoyed it. But uh, Lunar, that's my uh, my good number deal. three. It's a good one. Yeah, working designs they do legit stuff. All right, well they did not yeah. around anymore. Yeah, true. My number three is Total Annihilation. This isn't a story-focused game, so I'm kind of bending the rules here. But I went into the store, and there were giant robots on the box. So I bought it. MechWarrior. And I bought it at... Cool story, bro. I bought it when I was on vacation at the lake, and I had to wait like a week before I got home to play it. So I just wanted to go home. That must have been fun. Yeah, it was It was rough. That's tough, man. Buy a game and not be able to play it right away as a kid. Ooh, it's like ultimate torture. Yeah. <laughs> I just read the manual over and over. <laughs> That's yep. So you I can't, think we all you can't a, do that now because no. they, don't, they don't give you printed manuals. Where are anymore? our manuals, guys? What the heck? It's uh, ridiculous. It's a dying art. So that's my short number three. Hey, it works. It works. Uh, Brian, what's your number three? My number three is Legend of Dragoon. This is the only crossover yeah. in the entire yep. from all three of us. I actually don't. Here's what I remember playing the game very vividly. I remember the story very well. I actually don't remember how I learned about it. What I think happened was I had a friend who was really, really, really into uh, art JRPGs. Um, he had bought a uh, vagrant story. Um, he bought uh, um, final fantasy seven, final fantasy seven, chrono cross, chrono trigger, all that. That was his, you know, he, that was back when I played magic and me and him played magic. This was back in junior high. And from what I remember, I think I went into uh, a game, an EB Games, a game side game store, as you as you will. And you know, I was a little pimply, you know, teenager, like, well, I like Final, I liked watching my brother play Final Fantasy VII. Is there something like that? And the guy's like, boom, Legend of Dragon. You, you didn't just walk up and say, Opera House. I didn't. I, and uh, and that's how I think I got um, Legend of Dragoon. But uh, wow, was it a fun game? Uh, I just have fond memories of it for some reason. Um, it's very foggy on how I got it, but I I do remember it being one of my favorite games on the PlayStation. It was a good game. Yeah. I think we should we should do a retrospect on that sometime. That's in a de- definitely. I'd like I'll, to go back and replay it again. I would like to replay it to see what it's like now. You Even know? if you do like Albert better than Levitz. Ridiculous. Yeah, well, I have opinions. Ridiculous. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, so that's your number three. Yep. Legend of Dragoon. Number two. My number two 
is a game that we talk about. Oh constantly. man! <laughs> in I just talked over you. Sweet it in one. It's all right. It's okay. Well, actually, since we talked at the same time, one could argue that I talked over you. Very true. See? Uh, in that case, I apologize, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> You're forgiven. Sweet it in. Uh, I, 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 I don't know if I think I've talked about this on the show. I know I've told you guys before, but I will never forget the day that I bought this game because I went in and, I mean, same, same thing, just looking for a game to buy. And, uh, I don't have that nowadays. I don't have money to just burn where I can just pick up a game on a whim. <laughs> Responsibilities are ridiculous. Yeah. Being uh, an adult sucks. But uh, I remember like just going in and, and the guy behind the counter was just like, you know, can I help you find anything? I was like, oh, yeah, really big into RPGs. I'm just kind of looking around. And he goes, have you played? And he, the way he pronounced it, and this is why I'll never, never forget it. He called it Soikiden. He goes, have you played Soikiden? And I'm like. Like soy sauce? No, yeah. And I'm like, uh what and he pulls he pulls it off the shelf and he hands it to me and i mean honestly i'm surprised i didn't just say no thanks right there because um and to it's a any, handsome box anybody from the uh revival movement i'm sorry but the box art on sweet in one is atrocious it's awful <laughs> it's bad it doesn't even look anything like the game which no. was surprising i mean what what sold me was the screenshots on the back when i actually like looked at the screenshots read the description I mean, it's it's worlds different from the front. The front, the front artwork. I'm sorry, it's just <laughs> ugly. It looks. You know what it reminds me of? One of those old Dungeons and Dragons pamphlets that you see with like the really campy uh, costumes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you I mean anybody listening, if you go to j- Google and just type in Sweden in one uh, box art or something like that, you can you can look and see what I'm talking about, and you'll just be like, oh wow. Yeah. Just don't eat anything before you look at it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what it looks like. No one else is going to get this reference except one guy out there. It looks kind of like Betrayal at Crondor box art. Nope, don't get that one at all. It went, enjoy it, one person. (laughs) Enjoy it, guy. Hey, guy. Uh, But, I mean, nevertheless, I I did end up getting it, and I think I paid 20 bucks for it. So, which, because back then it wasn't hugely popular at the time, but uh, took it home, played it, and I mean, I fell in love with it right away. It's a fantastic game. We've talked about it before on the yep. show. And, uh, yeah, so that's my number two. Sweet it in. One. Nice. Best. Best choice. <laughs> we should just end the show right there. Cause <laughs> Mark, you realize, wait, wait. We're done. Mark, he has it at number two. How is that best choice? Because it's, it's not the best. Because he doesn't know anything about my number one. Uh, that's true. All right. Which surprises me for Mark. That I re- so. I won't say anything, but when you're when we get to yours, I want to explain why it surprises me. All right. Well, Mark, why don't we talk about your number two before then? My number two is Condemned. Oh, man. Anyone play it? Nope. My brother has. Yes. My brother has. He says it's one of the scariest games. Oh, yeah. It's, it's terrifying. So I pre-ordered. <laughs> he's got a big old smile on his face. So he's like, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. I, I pre-ordered uh, an Xbox 360 back in the day. Got delayed. Well, it didn't get delayed, but it got, it was completely sold out. I was waiting and waiting for months, and I finally got a call from GameStop in like mid January. So probably two and a half, three months later, and by then I knew that the game I was looking forward to, Perfect Dark Zero, was actually kind of crap. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, so I went looking for a new game and came across uh, Condemned. And I just loved the look of it, so I picked it up and 
Later, I found out that it was from the same guys who did Shogo Mobile Armor Division. Wow. Which is one of my favorite. Uh, actually, I should have put that on my list. <laughs> but no, I can't change it now. <laughs> never, uh, never played it. That was There's like a little $10 thing at Target that had Shogo and Septera Core. Sept- oh my it. God. Yes, my brother had that. Yeah. Oh, what a shocker. You I didn't play it. I think he's beaten Septeracore, but I don't think he ever got through Shogo. Shogo's but I remember good. that two-pack. Yeah. I remember it vividly. So later I found out that and loved it even more. Very cool. Mark's number two, Condemned. Brian, what's your number two? My number two is Warcraft, Orcs v. Humans. Solid. Uh, the first one. Um, I actually, I'll be honest with you, I have no idea how I got a hold of this one. I think I borrowed it from my friend's older brother when I was in like fifth grade, maybe. Um, and if you remember about Warcraft, Orcs versus Humans, this was a game you had to run in DOS. Yes. So you had to type in, you know, EXE, run, Warcraft. Really, first time they introduced me to uh, RTSs, I had to cheat my way through it, obviously. Uh, I had to, look, I, had to uh, I think my, my friend's brother told me about some cheats. You know, I don't know if it was glittering prizes back then, but uh, it's all my glittering prizes gives you, you know, slash all my glittering prizes gives you gold and all the resources. And yeah. Don't remember much about the story, but I just remember like seeing the opening scene for the first time and that guy talking about you know orcs versus humans, and it was just it was so amazing at the time uh, as a fifth you know as a fifth grader. Just and it was a bloody game. I, my parents were terribly irresponsible. <laughs> but um, was it the first one that you could put in a CD player and it would play that awesome song? I think that was the second. That one. was the second okay. one. Yeah. The first one was. Uh, the first one was DOS based. I remember having to run it out of DOS, but how did it go? Like I'm a medieval man. Yes, that's yeah, exactly that's it. it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, Warcraft, and that's you know that that's kind of um, you know as you can see, that's kind of what fostered my love for for Blizzard. As apropos to that last top five we did, um, just amazing quality cool. even back then. But that was my number two. Didn't know anything about it. Played it. Loved it. Loved it ever since. All right. Number ones. Oh man, my number one. I mean, no question that this would be on my list because I, I you know, it's on my top five of all time. Uh, Xeno Gears. Brian's playing through it right now, and I mean, God, I love still having the case. I mean, it's got a big old crack in the middle of the front, but uh, case is still intact uh, fully, and I still got the instruction booklet in great shape. And man, I mean, just looking at the back, you see the the anime style and the. Uh, the big old mech battles, and then you got the ship there, and it's just—I don't just know how a awesome. kid can resist that. Like, I'm sure you looked at the back of that, and you were like, "Yep, gonna buy it." The thing is, like, I—I I didn't buy this based on the box art alone. Really? That was—that was the final like push, you know, final push for it. Yeah. But I bought Parasite Eve before that, and I still have that game with the demo disc that has like uh... four games on it. But Xenogears was the only playable demo. The others were uh, videos. Were videos. Xenogears was a playable demo on there, and I, I played through that demo like two or three times, and I thought it was okay. Yeah. But I was like, I, I don't even know where I'd find this game. I've never even, you know, there, there was, I didn't have the internet back then and stuff like that. Oh, well, yeah, just, back then it was all. I had no idea where to even look. I would, I would go to, you know, Best Buy, whatever. And then one day, just out of nowhere, wasn't even, wasn't even planning on it. I was just in, in my local game store, and I was, uh, I was getting something else. I don't remember what. But I happened to see this on the shelf, and the other game immediately went out my out the window, and I was like, "Nope, that's the one I want right there." Boom, and I just bought it, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, I, this is a... one that I want to go back to eventually, because uh, I, I I just love it so much. 
the the hidden themes in the game and the well not hidden but the themes in the game yeah. and all the subtext and just the plot and I mean you probably need a, a, a Wikipedia page open uh, while yeah. you're playing it. <laughs> but uh, although I although I will say I I've not touched a guide on this uh, so it's it's relatively user friendly like you can do it. It's not one of those JRPGs where you need a guide. I'm sure it'll help tremendously to have a guide, but I I have not used a guide once, and I, I have found it, uh, you know, pretty... I was also, like, 15, 16 True. when I played it, so, I mean... I'm also really surprised Mark hasn't played it. Like, that's... that's Why's a, that? I, <laughs> playing through it, I know it's a game you would love. We, we have, while you're way smarter than I am, we have very similar mindset, like mind sets about things and play me playing i'm like i think mark would just love this game yep i think i think you would like the the story and the absolutely themes involved I think I it just comes down to limited resources for yeah. me at the time sure it's on uh playstation store now i'm probably gonna for end like up checking it out at some 10 point bucks yeah yeah and it's i mean 10 bucks it's worth every penny yeah easily oh my gosh and it's long too as brian's yeah uh, it's out. <laughs> many 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 much content but it is, it is, you know, it's the first in the Xeno series that came out, and it's, I love it. And if you're like me, amazing. who loves Gundam Wing, oh, oh my god, it's like, it's like mechgasm. Some people out there are not not big fans of it just because of the the plot's a little convoluted and sure. it's tough to figure out what's going on a lot of the times. So looking at you, Terra and Lightning, but uh, the uh, honestly, if you just kind of know what you're getting into when you go into it and know you're about to get a really complicated plot. Yep. And you're going to have to use your head and think about everything. You're really in for a treat, at least in my opinion. So Absolutely. I'm, I I'm loving it. it. So, so I can vouch. My number one game that I bought on a whim, Xeno Gears. Nice. Mark. My number one is Dishonored. Nice. And, you know, I knew of the game. I had seen commercials for the game, but... I just had no interest in it. I it, I didn't. It was like know. me with Tomb Raider. Like you knew they were doing something with it, right. but you were just kind of like, Meh. I hadn't heard of Arcane Studios at the time. I don't know. I just it wasn't on my radar at all. And then it popped up on a Steam sale. Picked it up, and it was incredible. It's exactly my style. It's it's if you take it slow, and you're methodical about how you approach the challenges, you can completely destroy the game. Absolutely, I I did enjoy. I thought it was a bit short, but loved it. Yeah, it, it was a little short. Although, not for me, because I... You took your time. <laughs> really took my time. Nice. But, yeah, there you have it. Solid. All right. And I, I do have it. I just haven't played it yet. It's good. It's The story's pretty good. Yeah. I've, been, I've, been, I've heard nothing but good things about it, mm-hmm. so... Definitely have to check it out eventually. All right, Brian. I'm, again, flabbergasted by this, but I... You know what? I told you the story, and you I'll, did. I'll, I'll tell the I'll tell the listeners. Uh, you my, did. My number one is Halo. Halo One, uh, Combat Evolved, I believe. Um, <laughs> That's true. That is <laughs> Halo One CE. Just, just the way you say it, it's like uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's Combat Evolved. Now, now you may be like you may be like Halo's like the most popular series ever in the history of gaming. Uh, I gotcha. It's kind of like when, it's kind of like. Uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. People don't associate A New Hope. They just say Star Wars. Not anymore. That's true. But you may be asking, about, Brian, Halo's the most popular game. N- let me let me go, let me me just rebut McIntyre re- you know, real quick. 
had the shoehorn no at it, didn't you? Nobody, nobody knew what that game was back when it came out. So I bought an Xbox, the original Xbox, because they announced that an uh, E3, or I, I don't know if E3 was even around, but they announced that a thing that they were going to be making KOTOR. Like, it was in development. And I was pre-buying, because that I was a big Star Wars guy. I was an RPG Star Wars, like, uh, whoa. So I bought the Xbox. Um, I just like, well, I'll, just, I'll have the Xbox. I think it was like a year away or two years away, and... I, uh, I bought the Xbox, and I was like, I, I have a system now. I should probably buy some games for it. Went into uh, an EB Games. I actually remember this time it was an EB Games. It, I was When I was uh, in college, my freshman year. No. Yeah, it was my freshman year of college. Um, the game had been out. Halo had it was a launch title for the Xbox. I think the Xbox had been out for like a year. Went in, I'm like... Looking at, I think I was looking at three different games, and the you know the guys like, well, these are launch titles. I'm asking the guy like, hey, any good Xbox games? Like, you could try that Halo game. I'm like, what's Halo? What, what is it? Looked at it, it kind of looked stupid. The, the the box art was not the greatest. Um, I was like, ah. He goes, I'm like, what's this game? He goes, it's a first person shooter. You know, you're on like a, a ring. Honestly, it sounded horrible to me when he's talking about it, but I was like, I'll take out, you know, buy, it, take it back, and play it, and then you you. You you play it and you see that opening scene and you're in that ship and then you get you get on the this is what did it for me when I played the game you're on the actually on the Halo ring and you're running up the mountain and a an enemy drop ship comes over I'd never seen that in the game before where they like this is right when you land down yep and the enemy drop ship comes over and, and Cortana tells you to hide enemy drop ship and I'd never seen that kind of like animation in a game before where like an enemy drop ship actually flies over you and then yeah. drops enemies into the like the big wide open arena I was like definitely. What is this game? Obviously, the story was awesome, and then the multiplayer aspect that followed that was also amazing. But uh, that's that's why hey, I had no idea about this. Game. I thought it looked stupid when I first saw it. Just stupid. The first Halo was really incredible. I think it was revelatory. I thought I, even me, I was like, this is like I've never seen half this stuff in the game. Like it was yeah. such a wide open expanse of there was multiple vehicles you could drive, play with a friend, play with a no friend. Uh, Play with no friend. You know, it was a, a relatively longer. Uh, yeah, experience. They, you could play with friend, or you could play with no friend. It, you could have friend, you don't have friend. But I just remembered, like looking at it, thought it looked stupid. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. give it a try. I have an Xbox. I might as well play it. They went to Man. such great lengths to make the the place feel real. I would argue it's probably one of the best launch titles of any system. I'll give you that. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you, you can't. I mean. I I kind of feel like Halo did for first person shooters what Final Fantasy VII did for RPGs. Yeah, you totally. know, like when it came around, love it or hate it, it made waves. Although I will rebut that and say that I think Half Life One may have started the revolution and Halo. Well, no, absolutely. In, in terms of game quality, yes. But as far as popularity, though, yeah. I think I think Halo just yeah. you know took it to a whole new level. I, I can agree. I think it was Halo. I think Half Life One was the, uh, you know, in, in, in a science experiment, you have the catalyst and you have the uh, reaction. Right. I think that Half Life One was the, uh, you know, the, you know, the base element, and then, you know, Halo was the, you know, the catalyst that ex- just the first person shooter genre just exploded at that point. I'm gonna pretend I understand your metaphor, <laughs> uh, but no, I I agree. It it was the mass market. Yeah. Uh, game that really made people want that my, kind of my, experience. My, my metaphor was about chemical reaction, about how you can change one element into a whole other element. Catalyst. I got I, Okay. So, 
Uh-huh. Um, it was very intuitive. So it. that's our top five games that we bought on a whim. Whim. All right. Uh, we got one last thing to go over real quick before we uh, before we, we call this episode good to go. We're doing another contest. <gasps> Woohoo! What do I Woo! win? Contest. JJ, tell me what I win. Uh, well, you can win a Steam game of your choice that is $40 or less. Uh, so any game on Steam. But Forty I, bucks or I'm less. I'm going to recuse myself of the contest because I think this is for our listeners. Well, you can't. That's I know. I'm I'm saying generically to yeah. everyone else. He could just pretend he's not him. He yeah. could, but then he would have to make a whole new Steam account. That's true. For they one know, game, they know I'm the Wunani. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, so we this this is a uh, I like this one. It helps us. It helps you. And when uh, we gets for you gaming. Heck yeah, That's man. the first thing and foremost thing. Plus, I mean, there's there's so many games on Steam, and you know, originally we were gonna look at it and be like, "What game can we give to people?" But then we were like, "Well, we can gift people games. You know, we don't want to sure. give them something they already have." So forty bucks or less. That I mean, that there's hundreds of games you can choose from on there. That is ridiculous. What are we get dishonored and all the DLC? Probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. And if you wait till a Steam sale, holy crap! Yeah. You could buy like a hundred games during a Steam sale. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's one game. It's one game. But I mean, you could wait till the Steam not, sale and get like uh, a top tier yeah. game. It's not not that Mark. Mark is making promises. Mark, Mark he's paying for it. <laughs> one game that's forty dollars or less. Mark, <laughs> there you have it. Jeez. So, how about some details on the contest? <laughs> um, JJ, tell me what the details of the contest are. Oh man, all you have to do is you have to go to a any website your social media whatever not our website please <laughs> and basically you just have to pimp out our show just you know put a put a uh, a post up there on a message board um on your facebook whatever saying check these guys out or even if you want to say avoid these guys they're terrible you know as long as there's a link to as long- us. <laughs> i mean just yeah just just get our name out there that's it all you have to do is send us a screenshot showing that you said something about us somewhere and shoot it, shoot us an email with that screenshot at frozen North podcast at gmail.com. That's it. And then you're entered. Yeah. The cool thing is you can do this three times and get three entries. Yep. So if you've got, um, the, the only, the only stipulation is that you, it obviously has to be three different screenshots. Yeah. So, but all you have to do is just shoot us, shoot us a, uh, an email at frozen North podcast at gmail.com with your one to three screenshots of you, pimping out our show and you are ent- entered into the contest one to three times so then uh, episode 26 we will basically put all the entries into a hat or bowl or something mm-hmm. and we will draw it random and that winner will get like i said a steam game of their choice that's 40 dollars or less yeah and extra points to somebody who writes brian on the frozen north podcast is greatest human being in the world extra extra points if you convince someone to send brian hate mail <laughs> I love hate mail. Feed it to me like a. Oh, I do want to. I want to point out. You know, a lot of contests are kind of bogus because the odds are so astronomical that you're not going to win. Yeah. But we have a relatively small listener base, so your odds are actually quite quite good. good. Absolutely. That you could win a forty dollar game of your choice. Yep. Absolutely. And you know, even so, you're you know you're helping us get our name out there, yeah. which is you know great for us. We can get more traffic to the site when we get it up. And, uh, 
get more people talking about yep. games, which is, I think, yep. the goal everybody Big wants goal. anyways. I think it's safe to say, Mark, that they're, you have a 20% chance to have a 100% chance to win. <laughs> mm. I, I don't I'm gonna know not comment on that. But we will announce that winner, like I said, on episode 26. We will email them after we announce it and say, like, you know, you won. That person will then have two weeks to get back to us um, with their Steam info. If they don't respond to us within two weeks, which is be the next time we record, there's going to be a runner-up that gets chosen. Okay. And if that runner-up doesn't respond to their email within two weeks, right. blah, blah, and so on. So, on but yeah. I would imagine the you know person it's a free. Gonna... It's a free, pretty, pretty free game. Absolutely. Like it's like a hundred percent free. So, put simply, screenshot one to three of them. Email us at frozennorthpodcast@gmail.com, uh, pimp our show, and. Uh, Put in the what should they put in the uh, the message header contest? Just contest? Yeah, or um, screenshot contest. Screenshot yes. contest. Yep. There we go. Screenshot, screenshot contest. contest. And then obviously um, in the in the subject, put uh, the screenshot. And you know, if you want to do more than three, you'll only get three entries. But if you want to do more than three, you're more than welcome yeah. to. We would appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. But uh, yeah, that's it. If you have any questions, just you know, let us know. I think it's pretty self explanatory. But uh, we're here. To facilitate all your needs. Mm-hmm. All of your <laughs> needs. Regarding the contest. Okay. <laughs> you you spoke over me, Mark. You cut me off. I apologize. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> all right. With that, I think uh, that's about it for episode 24. Do you guys have anything else? Anybody? My butt hurts. Well, I'm gonna there's s- that. So, and there's that. I don't even know how to. I'm what? uncomfortable. You were the one who wanted Now we're all uncomfortable. You were the Thank one you. who moved from my side, Mark. Hey, yep. I can't be turning my <laughs> towards you. I don't even know what that Alright. So thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. And uh keep on gaming. Keep on gaming. Keep, keep on gaming. This song was made available via the Creative Commons Attribution License. The song, Somewhere in the Stars, was written and produced by SoundCloud user underscore TWC.